Okay, what number? Page 325. 325. And best love. Yep. 325 and best love. Nothing between my soul and the Savior. Not of this world's delusive dreams. I have renounced all sin. Jesus is mine, there's nothing between, nothing between my soul and my Savior, so that His blessed face may be seen, nothing preventing the least of His favor. Keep the way clear, let nothing between, nothing between like worldly pleasure, habits of life, though harmless they seem, must not my heart from him ever sever, he is my own. things that 
are to comfort one another. Help us to be comforted together during this time and help our love for one another to increase. Pray that you would give Brother Robert uh, the, the words to say and that he would uh, be able to teach this lesson with excellence. It would be something that we would remember forever. We ask this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 The riches that are in Christ Jesus. This um, has been a real delight to look into this, and you know, and I know that we've just barely scratched the surface. There's so much that God's put in Christ Jesus. All things that pertain to life and godliness. He's He is the the, the substance. We're, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for. But see, He's it's embodied in Christ. God was in Christ. Reconciling the world to himself, but see, there's so much more about God that that we haven't seen yet. Yes. Yeah. You know, we, we've seen enough to 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 draw us closer to Him, but see, there's only I hate to say it like this, but there is a certain limitation of living here in this world in a body, a flesh. So, yeah, we, we can see more. Don't get me wrong. We can see a lot more, but it's going to take it's going to take being. Transformed into His image until we see the the, the fullness of what He's He's um, just given us the borders of. But boy, what He's given us is good, isn't it? Amen. <laughs> we, we can look into that and and we don't go away sad and 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 th feeling like we're alone. Not when you get into the Word. It's like you could be the only person on an island, and John would testify that it's good. It's good. He He's soft. Of course, God put him there so he could give him extended revelation. <laughs> so, I mean, it was God's good to us. Now, tonight we're going to talk about something that's kind of controversial, but I kind of like controversial things. And um, Romans 11, verse 12, it says, And now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> you know, when. Uh, I, I'll never forget listening to old old preachers. You know, when I was young, you sit at, at the table with older preachers, and when you started talking about this, they would get excited. They would get excited because they were looking forward to when God would remove the veil off the face of Israel, and they would run to him. And then what was going to happen after that was a real exciting one. When the knowledge of the Lord covers the earth as the waters cover the sea, and, well, what a what believer wouldn't want that? I mean, imagine going to Walmart. Now, this is just me speaking. Imagine going to Walmart, and everybody you see is praising God, and you'd have little... <laughs> it would be something. It would be amazing. <laughs> but see, this is going to happen now. Uh, I know that, you know, it, this, this revelation that we're going to talk about is falling on hard times because the church, by and large, has messed with the revelation. They've come out with hundreds of different of translations, right? For why? Why? When this one or, or others like it, I mean the Revised Standard, the American Standard, the King James Version, these, these standard versions have been around a long time. And, and they, you know, you say, well, some of them say things a little different. But see, for those standard versions, they were pretty much, on, on the most important things, they were pretty stable. And so this is the foundation if we messed with it and we corrupt it and see, well, it, like I said, I'm speaking as a man, we could corrupt it. We can't corrupt the living word. All right. Just because we write a version and um, it, it, it teaches people improperly 
that doesn't mean the truth has been been corrupted. It means that the presentation of it has been. In other words, the foundation, the truth, the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. They've been tasked to keep the truth and to, 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 to preach it, to get it out there. Now, when when this starts to wane to where, think about it today, most, and I, and I don't know most churches, but I, I just, from what I've observed, it's all about, you go there, it's a presentation of some sort, there's some kind of, uh, uh, of music that kind of takes your mind off of your problems, and then all right, you go home. You know, it's a five-minute, you can do good, you know, you, God's with you, he loves you just the way you are. Now, and you go, I don't think that that's what God had in mind when he, he, he talked about the church being the pillar and ground of the truth. See, there's something that's off. Now, what we're going to talk about tonight is not talked about in most of those places because this would require a little more attention than this five or ten minutes. You would, you would, you'd be, if you broke this down into 50 lessons, five or ten minutes, you wouldn't be able to get it. See, this is something that you have to focus on. This is something that um, has to be opened up, the Holy Spirit. You have to spend some time with God and the Holy Spirit to get this, to understand what he's even talking about. Today, we've got a thing called replacement theology that actually has hindered people understanding what we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Replacement theology, the, 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 the bottom line of that says that the Jewish, the Jews and the Gentiles, believers, they are counted for the church, and that replaces the promise that he gave to Abraham. The only problem with it is it's not true. That, it's just not true. I mean, Paul is going to tell us that this is not only is he going to do it, this is the, the real church is very, very interested in him doing it. See, we don't want a replacement. We want the, the fulfillment of the prophecy because if God changes his mind about that, what else is he going to change his mind about? If God changes his mind about the promise he gave to Abraham, how do you know he's not going to change his mind about the promise he gave to you? See, God's consistent, and, and so even though it hasn't been fulfilled yet, should not mean in someone's mind that it's never going to be fulfilled. I mean, we, they waited 4,000 years for Christ to show up on the scene, but it didn't make any difference. He showed up, and he did exactly what God set him to do, and now we have the result of that. We, we, we have that you can walk in the Spirit. You can, you can know God. Anyway. So the basis for the apostles' argument is that God is faithful to fulfill all of his promises, right? All of them, not just part of them. So um, uh, these three, now this is just, like I said, a very brief overview. These three texts, talking about our God is perfect. In Deuteronomy 32.4, he's the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. Mm -hmm. Our God is righteous and holy. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. God's never going to do something wrong. God's never going to promise to do something yeah. wrong. How about Zephaniah 3.5? Our God is just and he will not do iniquity. The Lord, the just Lord, is in the midst thereof. He will not do iniquity. Every morning doth he bring his judgment to light. He faileth not, but the unjust knoweth no shame. Now, the Lord said to Abram, now remember, he, he, 
Our, our salvation is based on the promise to another person. Mm-hmm. Now, see, in our directly our, in our situation, God took away our sins because of an arrangement he made with Christ, his son. Now, see, we didn't have anything to do with that. That's a, that's a, what is it? That's a unilateral covenant, right? That's where God and Christ made this decision. They, they set it into motion. Christ did his part. God did his part. And now salvation. You can have salvation because of that agreement. Yeah, it's a unilateral agreement because right. God is one. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Mm. So, so and, and what we're going to talk about tonight is a, a covenant that he made with Abram. He made it with Abram. A law came after this. Mm-hmm. After this, the law was for, and the law was given in, the, in order that that man might know, might understand that they that, that they were sinful. I mean, it, and, and in the context of the Jewish religion, it was given in order that their the, the parts of them that they thought were just, they thought, well, I haven't done, I haven't broken the covenant. Jesus would come out and say, you put you. The heart of the law, the, the, the core of the law, you haven't even kept that. Remember, they were accusing them because they ate, they walked through the, the fields and they, they, they picked the corn, you know, and they rubbed it in their hands and you broke the law. Well, what law was that exactly that they broke? It wasn't the law of the Ten Commandments. You see how man can take and morph what God's given for good and they can morph it into something that's good for them. Now, you know, the priests and, and, and them, they, they, they should have been teaching the people what the law really meant, what, what, what was God's desire inside of it. But, but they weren't. And so Jesus shows up, and he lives absolutely sinless. Now, he, he was made of a woman, made under the law. So Jesus kept the law perfectly, right? Not, not one infraction Amen. could Amen. ever be laid against Jesus. He kept the law. In fact, so much, he made it honorable. That's right. So, I mean, so see, I'm sure men for ages were saying, nobody can keep that. Nobody can. But they, they just didn't know, they didn't see Jesus. Jesus hadn't showed up yet. He kept the law, and actually, they were so envious, they couldn't find anything to fault him. They had to hire people, you know, and tell them to lie about Jesus. Why? Because Jesus, there was no sin in him. You know, when, when that woman was was caught in the very act of adultery. They brought her alone, no man, just her. And when Jesus got done with them, they couldn't say anything. He was just. He could just, you know, write on in the sand there. You know, people have surmised that probably was writing some of their own sins. You know, that that all of them knew they had, but had covered it up to them to their own conscience. There, Jesus shows up, and what does he do? He's He's revealing to their hearts. See? But yet you bring this woman and you want me to condemn her because she's doing sin when all of you are doing sin. See? So they all went away one at a time. Why? Because he really was just. He really knew what was going on. Abraham made it, God made a covenant with Abraham. Now he's called a father of many nations. This is uh, what a marvelous promise. He says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I, uh, think about all these times that God's going to say, I will. I will. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. 
and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So now because of the nature of God, he made this promise, and it cannot be disannulled. It cannot. It's impossible. And yet, like I said, we have this thing called replacement theology that actually tries to come up with a way yep. um, yes. mentally, you know, through through some kind of a, um, it's escaping me, but here, it, they come up with a way that it can appear to be right for God to disannul it. But the problem is, is that unless this happens, God lied. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. But see, our God can't lie. It doesn't matter if will he, he can't. Yeah. Amen. So concerning this promise to Abraham, God's gone on record. He let men know about it, right? He, he let us all know. Why? So that you would know and have confidence that he will not change his mind about Christ's salvation either. See, this, this covenant, that when God makes a covenant, he's serious about it. This is what he said in um, Malachi 3.6. I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Now, this is he's talking to the sons of Jacob now. He, he, the covenant he made was with Abraham, and then he reaffirmed it to Isaac, and he reaffirmed it to Jacob. These are what, what, what is called in the scriptures the fathers of the covenant. They're the ones that God personally had contact with one-on-one -on -one that, that he had three testimonies, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They all testified of the same covenant, and, and, and the same God appeared to all three of them. So see, this thing isn't like a small thing. This isn't like, like what one guy says out in the middle of a field and says, well, you know, it's, I think that's what I saw. You know, I'm not sure, but it could be. This was confirmed yeah. three times with oaths by God to, to, the, to, this, um, to these men. Why? Because he, he, God's going to do this. And um, it's going to be such a, a marvelous thing when, he, when this is accomplished. Amen. God does not change. And, and I, we already talked about this. You know, Wednesday I was so excited I was working on this part of this. <laughs> it kind of bled yeah. into Wednesday night. But um, God doesn't change because there's no reason for him to change. Yeah. You know, and, and this thing, when you start thinking about it, if you got perfect, if I got perfect, I got perfect. The only problem is man's not capable of perfect, so they they actually have made allowance for something that's in unperfect, imperfect. Brother? In, in essence, what they're doing is they're making a God like them. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. After their own image. Yeah. Right? So in the matter of all Israel being saved... See, Paul's not going to let this go. Paul is, he is an Israelite, right? Yeah. He, he's a Jew. He's, he's looking forward to this covenant. When he was a Jew, well, he was a good one, right? Yeah. But he went after them Christians because it appeared from his standpoint that they were teaching another God. They were trying to get the, the, to change the Jewish system. Oh, this wasn't, this wasn't good. Why? Because he's looking forward to this promise. Yeah. This is why. See, so if this promise can be disannulled, then not only that it does, is salvation, I mean, it's, but see, the Jewish nation was for nothing then. It was for nothing. It was just, you know, and, and I, I read a little bit about this. I could only read a little bit about it because it was so, it was, it was so misleading how they twist the words around. But see, the Jewish nation wasn't just to produce the Christ. It was. But it was in order that the Gentiles could be brought in 
all right? And then it, there's another place that he says the Jewish nation was too small. Uh, he too small. I mean, this was salvation so great. He was going to bring the Gentile into this covenant. They would be blessed too because of Abraham, because of the promise to Abraham. And so God's, God's going to do a work. So Paul takes this up in, in, in Romans 11.1, 1, and he says, I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. Get ahead, brother. Uh, Ezekiel 36. Uh-huh. Uh, no, Jeremiah 31, it talks about the new covenant. And in verse, uh, after verse 31 through 34, talks about the new covenant. Verse 35, mm -hmm. thus says the Lord, which giveth yes. the sun for light by day, and the ordinances of the moon, and of the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when uh -huh. the waves thereof roar. Mm -hmm. The Lord of hosts is his name. If these ordinances mm -hmm. depart from me yes. before Amen. me, saith the Lord, then right. the seed of Israel uh -huh. shall, he cease, shall also cease from being a nation before me forever. Amen. Thus saith the Lord, if heaven mm -hmm. above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done. Amen. 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 And to date, no one's ever been able to accomplish that. No. The day comes in the morning and the night comes you know, it gets further on the day. What happens? The night overtakes it. There's nothing anybody can do about that. Just like there's nothing anybody can do about this, this um, uh, about it, all Israel being saved. There's nothing anybody can do about it. They can try, you know. And, and it blessed me when when you see that God, He answers His own question in, in verse two. There, He answers His own question. God hath not cast away his people. So now, in, you know, the people who come up with replacement theology, this was in the scriptures before they did that. This was there. So see, now this makes it to where this decision that whoever, whatever group of people come up with this doctrine, they had to ignore the revelation of God to do it. This was a, this is not a simplistic thing that's going on here. Uh, Satan, we know, he, he will take the, the word of God and try to twist it just enough. He'll say, thou shalt not surely die. Now look at what that did. Just changed, just changed a little bit of it. Thou shalt not surely die. For he knows in the day you eat of it, you'll be like, like him, right? You'll be as God. And you'll know good from evil. Oh, now that, see that? That's what they've done with this promise. So say, but does that mean that God's not going to do his promise? No, that isn't what it means. It, it, we're living in, in a time of trouble when it comes to as far as being believers. In other words, if you, in order for you to continue, you've got to stay with the word. What does the word say? The word, the word and the doctrine, it's pretty clear. Now, now Paul made his attentions clear about his brethren in um, Romans chapter 10, this is what he says. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, beginning being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God, which is exactly what you're given in, under the new covenant. You believe. And what does he do? He imputes his righteousness to you. The righteousness of God is the only righteousness that he will accept. But that's exactly what we get 
in salvation. We get his righteousness. Now, there's a lot of implications to, to having his righteousness. In other words, God's going to hold you responsible for whatever he's given you. Remember back in, um, in um, Jesus descended into the depths of the earth and he preached to those who, in the flood, they didn't know, they didn't understand, right? Because to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it's sin, right? So he, he could go back there because they didn't, they didn't sin after the similitude of Adam. They didn't sin against a direct commandment from God. And so what does God do? You say, well, I'm just going to write him off anyway. No, God's gracious. He's honorable. And so he's, Jesus preaches to them. And uh, I can't believe he just preached to them to, to make them feel bad about their condition. I mean, that doesn't make any sense anyway. You preach, especially the gospel, which Jesus preached the first gospel message, the people who were not even in our realm. And um, anyway, that's one of these days we'll, we'll get to speak to some of those and they'll, they'll give us an update on it. We'll have a more of an understanding of what all that meant when Jesus entered into the realm of the dead and preached <laughs> that he just took away their sin, uh, which was the only thing holding them there. So Paul made his intentions clear. He, he says, they've not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. And I say, praise God for that. He's the, you can't, the, talk, the, the law, if you set your mind to do it, if you, all your resources, it would, it, would, it would testify to one thing. You are not righteous. Now, that doesn't mean you didn't have to. They made a commitment, right? They, they, they said, we will do it. So the, 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 the agreement was set in motion, right? They said, we'll do it. God said, I'll, I'll bless you if you keep it. They said, we'll do it. It was, it was, it was a, a covenant. But there was some also, there was some curses that would come on them if they didn't keep it. And so, well, it didn't go well for them. So, has God cast away his people that he foreknew? Which I, I, I really love that word, that foreknew. Because they were talking about God's eternal purpose. We're talking about God's purpose. And, of course, he knew about it. He, he's the one that determined it. He's the one that, that purposed it. And yet now Paul's bringing this up because, see, this is a, a matter of, of, of um, discussion. Now, we can talk about this. If God foreknew them and he had a purpose for them, is there any way that someone's stronger than God that they could possibly stop this from happening? Well, see, if, if you're reasonable in your mind and if you're honest in your heart, you'll say no. God's going to do all of his pleasure. He's going to do it. See, God's now going, he's now doing what he's always done. <laughs> he's working all things according to the counsel of his own pleasure. That's what he's doing. And he's not asked permission. Well, well, he didn't ask me. Well, if he did, what would you say? See, you, you, there's no man that he can even comprehend this plan, this purpose only God and yet the small fragments of it that, that he's revealed for us is for our learning so that we can have confidence we can trust him that all his ways are righteous he, he's, he's not like God doesn't really do ad hoc we have to all the time as I get older and older I see 
I'll have forgotten a step. And I have to go back and I have to fix it because I, and I think it was a time when I was more on the ball. I could, what happened? Well, God's not like that. God's not like it. God never has to amend his, his purpose. It's all there. It's all perfect. And he's been perfectly working it out. Even though it may seem for like generations, nothing much happened. Something was happening. It's just that we don't have it in this book. We have what we need. We have all things, things that pertain to life and godliness is given to us in his son. And, and we have a testimony, right? Of many generations where people, this sustained them. And I, I talked on Sunday a little bit about, you know, how do you pick? And I've been thinking about writing a little something on this because this we're living in a generation where it's like it doesn't matter. Whatever Bible you want. What does your your scriptures, what do they produce in you? What kind of desire do they create in you? What, because the scriptures, the, the ones that, that God's given, they will excite faith. They will, they will cause you to anticipate what God's doing. And if whatever it is, if that's not doing it, I'm doubtful that that's from God. And that's just all I'm going to say on it. But it, we're living in a time when so much has changed. And now, you know, they got the, I can't remember what it's called, some council, where they're rethinking Paul's, Paul's work. They're rethinking it. They're going to try to take away, they're going to take certain segments of Romans away because it doesn't fit anymore with what their perception of God is. And they believe that he overstepped and he said things that didn't really come from God because it doesn't fit in their mind with other parts of the scripture. And so... I'm going to keep the version I have. Right. Because, see, this is, this is well, it, it, it's just wrong. There's things we don't know for 100 years. Yes. That's right. Brother Robert? Yes. That you read uh, Romans 11.1. 1. Uh-huh. Hath God cast away his people? God forbid. Well, in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 22, mm -hmm. this is when the people, uh, when God had Samuel anoint Saul. Right. And he says this, uh, 1 Samuel 12, 22, For the Lord will not forsake his people yes. for his great namesake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. Amen. 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 And in Psalms 94, 14, it says, For the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. So see, what what would God be doing if he forsook the agreement that he made with Abraham? All the fruit of that agree, a, agreement would, would be nullified, right? It, this is yeah. God's inheritance. Yes. All right? God was going to do this. He All Abraham had to do was leave. That's all he had to do. He had to pack up and leave. And and my Bible says he did. Yes. Now, the, the, the covenant... See, it was sealed at that point. He says, get up, get out of your country, and I will make of you a great nation. He got up and he left his country. So now all the burden of fulfilling the covenant is on God's side. That, and so, well, fortunately, God doesn't fail. He Amen. can't fail. Yes. So <laughs> now some will suggest that because of sin, God forever cast off Israel. But see, that's not even good thinking. We'll find that it, he cast them off for a brief time. This is what it says. 
in Ephesians 1.11, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, for a small moment have I forsaken you. See, in the scheme of things, it seems like a long time. I mean, remember Israel was kicked out of their country, and actually we've lived to see them be brought back into their country, right? They have been planted. That's what the scriptures calls it. Planted into their own country. And um, God's going to, God's going to, they're not going to be taken out of their country ever again. And um, we've got scriptures on this. It's in here somewhere. I just can't find it right this second. But but we'll, we'll come across it. See, it, I agree. God planted them there for a reason. Now, it looks like, oh, you know, it, it, the Palestines are after them and, and past Palestinians. And, and, and this is, you know, Egypt's come against them. They have, remember, they had the three-day war. I mean, if that doesn't show you that God's, they're not going anywhere, okay? Yeah. God's put them there. And even if the two strongest countries bordering them come up against them, God will just supernaturally just scare them to death. They ran from, actually, they, they, Israel said, we don't even have that many tanks. We don't even have that many tanks. They said they saw hundreds of tanks. And Israel reported, we don't even have that many tanks. What did they see? Well, they saw what God put in their minds to see, and they ran. They got out and ran away. Why? Because God put them there. He planted them there. And there isn't anybody that can remove them. Is it? I think it's time to start like insisting that God's word, is, I'm not saying that, that that we don't believe it, but the world at large is like, they don't believe it anymore. But God said it, and it can't be disannulled. It just can't. Amen. So he, so he says this, and this will excite people that are in Christ. How much more their fullness of his own will begat us with the word of truth that which we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. God's not done. With salvation, I'm talking about. He's, they, well, yeah. he, Jesus did everything 2,000 years ago, and now it's just been sort of like on autopilot. No, yeah. it hasn't been on autopilot. Yes. Yeah, it says uh, in Psalm 39, uh -huh. verses 28 and 29, David saw this yes. promise of God uh -huh. that he wouldn't forsake Israel. He said, For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever. Yes. But the seed of the wicked, the seed of the wicked, shall be cut off. The righteous yes. shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. Yes. For he, he's not going to cut them off. And even even uh, Solomon saw this. He saw it. In, it's in Proverbs two, uh -huh. verse twenty-one. It says, "For the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it." But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the uh -huh. transgressors shall be rooted out of it. Yeah, that's all going back to that promise that God made with Abraham. Amen. It is. It always makes that distinction, though, that you said between the wicked and the other. That's right. It makes me always think when I uh -huh. hear that and read that, I think of Romans nine one through seven. Yes. Mm -hmm. How about this? Yes. Well, in Jeremiah thirty two uh -huh. thirty seven. He says, Thus saith the Lord, if heaven above can be measured, and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, thy will also cast uh -huh. all the seed of Israel. Yes. For all they have done, saith the Lord. 
this is a really interesting way of saying it. Mm -hmm. Basically saying you can't plumb the depths of the earth. You can never find out That's right. uh, what the ends of the heaven are. Because if you could, I wouldn't be able to keep my promise. Yeah. See, he is going to keep his promise. That's right. So those people that think they can find the edge of the universe, <laughs> they're going to be in for a big shot. That's right. Because it ain't going to happen. That's right. And, That's right. And because of what uh, Justin is saying, what he had read. Uh -huh. We don't find any conflict with what we read there in Romans. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Amen. Shall I read that? Or yeah. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Uh, it says, I say the truth in Christ, uh -huh. I lie not, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost, that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart, for I could wish that myself were cursed uh -huh. from Christ, from my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Who are the Israelites? Who are yeah. Israelites to whom pertaineth the adoption of the uh -huh. glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service mm -hmm. of God and the promises? Whose are the fathers and of whom are concerning the flesh? Mm -hmm. Whom as concerning the flesh Christ came? Right. It's over all. God mm -hmm. blessed forever. Amen. Yes. Not as though the word of God had taken that effect, for they are not all Israel, yeah. which are of Israel. That's right. Yeah. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham uh -huh. are they uh, all children, but in Isaac shall I see. Yeah. That's, that's, that's right. Clarify that. That's right. See, that, so, so what was he saying? He's, he's showing you that God revealed, even way back then, the inclusion of the Gentiles. See, that covenant was already, the, the, way, it was, the way God worded it, it was, he was going to be a blessing to all people. Well, see, this was, it was how he did it that Israel wasn't expecting. Israel was expecting they were the only ones. Go ahead. But again, it's to the righteous. Yeah. It's not yeah. to the nation. Well, yeah. see, the covenant that he made with Abraham was to his seed. Yeah, yeah. And, it was, and he defined that seed as being those that uh, were the seeds that, well, he said it right there. Okay. Well, right there. Not as though the word of God had taken that effect, for they are not all Israel, which are of Israel, neither because they are the seed of Abraham, are they all children? Okay, so exactly. So, so okay. So, in, 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 in that context, he's talking about he, he's talking about um, he, just just because I'm, I'm a descendant of Abraham. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Just because for that sole reason means I could disown. I could say I don't even believe in God. Go off and do my own thing. Yeah. It's sort of like people who um, think that predestination means what they call it Calvinism. Yes. Which is, Calvin didn't even teach Calvinism. No. But, but I mean, to, to say, well, okay, predestination means God picked you, and no matter if you're in the bar, when he comes back, you're going anyway. Well, See, it, that, that was a misunderstanding right. of the covenant, okay? The thing is, is that the covenant that he made with Abraham was that his seed. Now, see, Abraham right. was a believer, Abraham was That's faithful, right? right? Yes. So he's talking about saving those that are faithful. Yes. But it, what, yes. what? That's the point. Exactly. I know what the point is. Assume that it means right. that just all Israel, every individual, is going to be saved. And and and, and, and yet, see, it's inconsistent right. with what we read elsewhere. Well, well it does say all Israel done. shall be saved. Well, it does okay. mean that, but then it explains who Israel exactly. is. Exactly. And and so and so what I'm saying is, we don't want to modify the the way we right. say it. No. Because no, no, no. in another no. place it says, "What if some 
they don't no, believe. That's why I read I understand that. Because it just yeah. defines who I, Israel yes, is. Yes, I agree. Now he's going to. It says in uh, Galatians 3, chapter, yeah. chapter 3, verse 29, it says, And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed, and heirs according to yes. the promise. See, he, he uses two different terms. One place he'll use the word in, in Isaac, right? In, yeah. in, and he'll mm -hmm. say Israel, okay? Mm -hmm. Another place he uses the word Jacob, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. All right? Well, so why? Good. Because he's talking about Abraham's seed, okay? Yes. Now, so, so in order to become part of his seed, right, if you were a Gentile, you had to become what? Uh, I can't never say it, right? A proselyte. Right? Oh, you, you had to come. You had to be circumcised, right? You had to be circumcised. It was a sign of the covenant. But what we don't do that. I mean, we don't get circumcised for that anymore, right? We get we get a different kind of circumcision, right? And we're baptized into Christ. Does that mean that we're not going to be saved because we're not of of the seed of Abraham in that sense? Well, of course not. And that's what he's teaching. I, so I'm. What you're saying, see, this is the way it is. And I guess for those of us who've always seen it this way, it almost seems strange that somebody would not see that. But see, a lot of people don't see that. So I'm glad you brought that up. So, so see, this uh, Jesus, for when Jesus came, he, he said it was right that the gospel first be preached to the house of Israel. This was right, okay? Because salvation is of the Jews. It was to the Jews. It was to the Jew first and, and also to the Gentiles. So see, but see, this seemed strange to them. It took them years before they ever went out and started preaching to the Gentiles. They didn't understand. It's like, in other words, some of them were thinking, you're trying to change everything. But see, it was already embedded in it from the very beginning. It was already there. It's just how he worked it out um, is interesting. God worked it out in the way he was going to work it out. Not the way some men thought he should work it out. Yes. And so it, it eventually when Paul, see when Paul spent three years with Jesus um, in the desert there, he got some information that the others just, see it wasn't time yet. It, it, that's why, that's why Paul got this extent. He was the, the apostle to the Gentiles. Well, he had to be able to present this exactly how God wanted to present it because it was going to, he was going to be bringing this understanding together to where it could gel in the minds of the believers that, look, God is saving. That's what he's doing. He's making himself known, and so he's opened up. He's extended his hand to the Gentiles. Then he talks about, and we'll get to it, he's talking about being, they were blinded in part. Israel was blinded in part, okay? But then vision was given to the Gentiles, right? He lifted his hand, to, and they ran to him. Well, he says, now there's going to come a time when he's going to lift, he's going to remove the veil off the face of Israel, off of Jacob, and they're going to run to him. Okay, so see this nation that's called Israel today, God's not done with them. Yeah, that's right. And this is the point. This is the point. It, it, they're going to see exactly what Brother Rob just read. They're going to see this. Because right now, believe me, they're very much ex exclusive. They've withdrawn it on purpose. Way God set it up this way, they had to re withdraw from all nations. They had to keep their religion pure. Amazing, really. Yes, and yet they still do the same thing. Yeah. Which shows you that see, God's He hasn't forgotten His people, which He foreknew. 
Now, this is talking about the seed of Abraham. Yeah. These are the people that he foreknew before the Gentiles were made part of it. He had made them a specific promise, and now God's going to fulfill it. And um, what the, go ahead. You uh, read Isaiah 54, verse 7. Well, it follows right after Isaiah chapter 53 about Christ yes. and, his, and his sacrifice That's right. on the cross. And then chapter 54 is about Israel, the, the barren. In verse uh, 5, it talks about uh, God having married Israel as a uh -huh. husband. Right, right. And in verse 7, it says, For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with the great mercies That's right. will I gather yeah. thee. And yeah. verse 8, In a little wrath I hid my face from That's thee right. for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. Yes. And then he... Uh, the rest of the chapter is very good about continuing on the same vein about how he's mm -hmm. going to uh, show mercy on them. That's right. We, Amen. We, we ought to be very thankful. Uh huh. I think that that's missing today out of a lot of uh, a lot of people who profess Christ is this thankfulness that we were included as the Gentiles. If you think about uh, think about the apostles of the Lamb, every one of them were were Jews mm -hmm. that were chosen. Think mm -hmm. about the, the prophets and the and the patriarchs and they, they were they were all Jews that were mm -hmm. that were chosen. And so it's it's their tree that we're grafted into. Yes. That's right. Yes. Did you have something? No, no. Life from the dead. That's what this is going to be like. Life from the dead. Yeah. Now we have a perfect picture of this. He's given us in the remember the valley of dry bones in Ezekiel. Well, I was I was like shouting in the spirit when I was going over this, because see what's this going to be? He says life from the dead, but see, what does that mean? Well, look at this in Ezekiel thirty-seven, it says the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. Behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. Very dry. Remember when you were very dry? Yes. Ezekiel's witnessing the results of a great slaughter, right? They had, there was a battle. Some great slaughter had happened, and there's all these bones. Yeah. <laughs> these people that had died. And it wasn't recently. There wasn't any flesh on the bones, right? So a battle long ago, and all that was left was dried up bones. Now, he's going to ask himself, could God work here? Was there any life? left in those bones no even the the marrow or marrow whatever you want to call it yeah. it was dry it wasn't it was dry bones it wasn't like it was dry bones <laughs> and they were very dry just and lo they were very dry and this is what he asked him and he said unto me son of man can these bones live he says and I answered O Lord God thou knowest now that is an appropriate answer if some people, if they don't understand what we're talking about today, if they say, I don't understand how he can redeem Israel and bring them back as a nation, they ought to just say, thou knowest, Lord. You promised it. You said it in your scriptures. Now, I don't understand how this is going to happen or all the ramifications, but I know one thing. You can't lie. You're just and you're good and you're holy. So thou knowest. You, you know how to get this done. I'm so glad he didn't lay it in our lap, right? 
and say, all right, you Gentiles, you got to figure out how are we going to convince, you know, he didn't do it that way. So it's an appropriate answer. That be, why? Because the prophet had no idea if these bones could live. That they were, they were a lot of bones that were scattered, and they were very dry. So in, in verse four and five, it says, "Then again, he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones." And so, if anybody wants to know what the power of preaching can do, yeah. what preach? How how effective can preaching the gospel really be? Look at this: prophesy unto these bones and say unto them. Oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. They're just bones. They don't have ears. Well, listen to this. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. Amen. Now, Isaiah 46.10 says, Declaring the end from the beginning, and from the ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Amen. Now, put yourself in, in Ezekiel's shoes here. God's telling him to do something that doesn't make any human sense at all. But then again, being carried away into the spirit into a valley of dry bones doesn't seem like the flesh could ever get that done either, right? <laughs> so see, God's doing his own will here. Yeah, and, and, and God always declares what he's going to do before he does it. That's right. He doesn't just, he doesn't say, hey, Ezekiel, watch this. Unto who? He declares it under those, under his prophets, under That's those right. who are going to speak the word right. out. And he says, and I will lay sinews upon you. And I was thinking about this. I, you know, you ever seen these movies where this kind of stuff, they show yeah. this, you know. The, the, Ezekiel got to see it firsthand. This was real. This really did happen. And I will bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Now, I want to make a special point of this. Because he says in this word that he gives to Ezekiel, he, he doesn't stop short. He tells him, and put breath in you. So that's what he said he was going to do, right? And, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So what does Ezekiel do? He says, I prophesied as I was commanded. <laughs> now that's a, that's a thought, huh? That, that, that's what an interesting conclusion. He yeah. said, prophesy, and so Ezekiel says, what am I going to do? I'll yeah. prophesy. Yes. Okay, yeah. as I was commanded, yeah. as I prophesied, yeah. what an anticipation this is yes. for us. You say, well, well it just does, you just do what he says for yes. you to do, and he'll do what he says he's going to do. Yes, amen. There was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, yes. bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above. But there was no breath in them. All right, now, so I've heard sermons on this my whole life. You know, not my whole life, but most of my life. And um, it, it, the thing is, is that, yeah, so far, so good, right? You, you look at it, look, look, they were scattered bones. They were dry, very dry, and many of them. And now they, they're all assembled into bodies, but there's no life in them. So they're just as dead right now as they were before when they were scattered. There's no life in them. And that's like, you know, the Babylonian church. They can come together and they can shout all they want. They can have whatever programs they want. But until the Holy Spirit is living in them, they will not do the will of God. They just can't. Man on his own, independent from God, can't please God. Amen. But when the Holy Spirit comes into them, okay, let's just keep reading. Now, see, why didn't Ezekiel give up? 
Because he already knew God was going to breathe in him. He already, he already told him God was going to breathe in him. And so then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Woo! <laughs> I'm reminded of when Jesus said to his disciples, he breathed into them and said, receive. The That's right. Amen. So God is in control of life. Now, we all know this. In, in, in deep down in, in the core of who we are, we know that we are not living on our own. Yeah. I mean, it... it there is God's keeping us alive or we wouldn't be alive right now. We would have already expired. But God is, God, the, the life belongs to God. He, Jesus, when he came, he had life in himself, right? Hmm. See, we don't, we don't have that. Every moment, he says, the, the breath that's in your nostrils, that's what you got right now, right this moment. And so you, you use it for him, right? Because that's all you got. And if he, if he deems uh, merciful enough to give you the next breath, then that's what you got. This, because life is in his hands. Remember, he, he created Adam from yeah. the dust of the earth. And then he breathed into him, yeah. right, the spirit. And he, man became a living soul. Uh, this is, God's never, never handed that power off to men. Except the man, Christ Jesus, right? And it, said, it doesn't say that they became they became a standing people. Right. It says they became an exceeding great army. Yes. That's, That's right. That's how it's worded. That's exceeding right. Exceeding great right. army. And it's the, 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 the scriptures aren't like uh, over-exaggerating. You know? <laughs> That's right. It's not like an, a redundant expression that people use. It's exceeding. It testifies to the right. strength. That's right. There, was, there wasn't just life. There was strength. That's here. right. That's right. And so, so God's not bringing back Israel so they can sit around right, yeah. and do their own will. Look at this. He continues on. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. And behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost and we are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel and shall put my spirit in you and you shall live. Amen. And I shall take, take place and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. So we've already lived to witness God putting them back in their land. I, I was... And Think of how exciting this is. We've lived to see this. God's put them in their land. Okay. Now, now, what's going to happen when blind, with their blindness in parts taken away? They're going to rise up a great army for the gospel. Okay. Now, now, we'll have to, if if you got any sense in what's going on in the world, you you have got to have come to the conclusion that the Gentile church has dropped the ball. They really have taken what God put in this word and they have corrupted. You can't, you, you, you look in, into what math, I'm talking about the, the large, large super churches of our, of our time. There's not any substance there. It's all show, show and go. Come here, we'll, 
will make you feel good in an out-the-back door. Oh, by the way, make your deposit on the way out. Well, what happened? Okay, the same thing that he that that, that, that was was testified. This was what was going to happen, right? Now the Gentiles, and I want to say this. This is just my own impression of this. The Jews sinned terribly. Their Messiah was right in front of them. They had they had existed until this time when the Messiah was going to show up, and they rejected their own Messiah. All right. They, and that sin, well, that's a, that's a great, great sin. See, he was, he was, God was going to punish them, but he didn't cut them off entirely. See, if you look at some of the accounts of, of when, when it, uh, Jerusalem was sacked, that's some, oh, that's some terrible, terrible things happened there. But see, what they did was even worse than that. Their Messiah came, and, and he showed up to save them. And they wouldn't receive him. So he says he lifted his hand to the Gentiles, right? He brought them in. And I'm going to say what the Gentiles have done. Because see what the Jews did, they did under the old covenant. Okay? They were given, they were part of, a, of, of this old covenant. They sinned against what they knew about that. But the Gentiles have sinned against the risen Savior. Yes. This, they, they had the Holy Spirit in them. Okay, they they've sinned against something so much greater than 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 than, than the old covenant. So I'll just leave it like that. But see that just that thought that's that's scary business to mess around with the risen Savior's uh, what He's given us in His Word. This is much more profound than than um, what Israel did. Even though Israel did, you can't. There's no way you can justify it. But there's no way that the that the modern church. Um, has any excuse for being anything except fervent. We've been given all this stuff, the Holy Spirit, the, the Word of God. There's no ex excuse for it. I don't want to make an excuse for it. So Romans 11:26 says, And so all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Israel. No, from Jacob. Yeah. Nowhere in the hall of the scriptures is Jacob ever referred to as the church. Just as God could bring their bones back together in, in Ezekiel's day and bring them back into their own land, God is going to graft in. He's going to graft these people back into their own olive tree. Now, this see, this is going to be, when this happens, believe me when I say it, no one's going to be going, how did that happen? I can't believe that. I can't. Did they? They really? They? They? So see, this is going to be life from the dead. I, I, this is going to be a global event. <laughs> You're not going to be able to turn the television on and not know that Israel has been given to repent. These people are not going to be silent. They are going to be preaching Christ, and it's by no, um, <laughs> it's no mistake to it that. Um, uh, Jewish people, for the most part, own most of the media sites, right? Most of the stuff that's on, that, that, that gets information out, they own. Why has God done this? Why is he setting the stage for this? Because God, when, 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 when the life from the dead is when, in my understanding, and I'll just say it that way, in my understanding, is when it's going to kick off 
the knowledge of the Lord covered the earth as the waters covered the sea. See this? In other words, this, this information about what Christ has accomplished is going to be revived, and the gospel is really going to be preached again in its fullness. An exceeding great army. That's what God is going to use to kick off um, th this revival that's going to take place. Amen. The fullness of the Gentiles. Romans 11.25 says, For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel, until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. And when that, see, now see, I can remember listening to preachers preach on that right there. And, and, and at that time, they, they were given warnings and saying, Look, you've seen how the Gentile churches backing off of certain doctrines and they're backing off of, of certain teachings and, and godliness is like it's waning it's, it's you know they have less and less revivals and less and less prayer meetings they, they were warning look we're seeing this happen well now see well it's just much more evident the fullness of the Gentiles is on the horizon of God's purpose. Whether or not it happens in our lifetime or not, that really is beside the point. He's teaching something that has been relevant since, since, since Jesus ascended into heaven, right? The Holy Spirit was given, and this, this was set in motion. God's eternal purpose was set in motion, and there's not really any way that a man can change this. God is going to be justified in all of his doings. The fullness of the Gentiles. So there is a fullness to the Gentiles. Okay, does that mean that no Gentiles are going to be saved after? No, that is, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about, remember, he lifted his hand to the Gentiles. He cut off the Jews for a brief time. He cut them off, and the Gentiles became the custodians of truth, right? They, they were the ones that God gave the revelation to. They were the ones that God was working with. Well, he's saying there's going to come a time when that shift is going to shift back to the Jews, back to, to God's people, and he, they are going to be the ones that are, that are preaching the pure salvation, the pure gospel. And, and so does that mean that, okay, in order for me to continue being a Christian, I've got to go over there and get circumcised? That's not what he's talking, talking about. not talking about the, the, the religion they had under the law. That's, right. That's not what he's talking about. Right. He's talking about what we already have. You Whenever, already, yeah. You're already ready. Yeah, go ahead. Whenever he talks about it's going to be life from the dead. Uh-huh. Now, Jesus has broken down the wall of partition Amen. between That's right. the, the two and made of the, of the mm -hmm. twain one. All right. So we are going to be able yes. to enter into this, too. Amen. That's right. It's yeah. not going to just correct the, mm -hmm. the condition of yeah. the uh, previously unbelieving Jews. That's right. But it's going to also influence and help and uh, mm -hmm. and and give what is needed for the church because together yes. we are the church. Amen. It's That's no right, yeah. longer Mm -hmm. Jew and Gentile. That only exists outside of Christ. That's right. That's right. As soon Amen. as we are in Christ, mm -hmm. we yeah. we're 
we're the body of Christ. That's right. That's Regardless right. which camp we came from yeah. initially. Right. Amen. But there's a richness there uh-huh. that is going to be a blessing because if they have kept all of the, you know, this is mm-hmm. what Paul says, well, what advantage is there oh, yes. to be being a Jew? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, very much. That's and then right. He goes through and That's says right. what they have. When that is given the power mm-hmm. that that uh, is concealed in those things, right. and we, as believing Gentiles, will be able to partake of that too. Yes, amen. The amen. fatness amen. of the yeah. root right. is going to flow amen. freely. Yes, amen. It says this uh-huh. in Zechariah chapter eight, verses mm-hmm. twenty-three. It says, "Thus saith the Lord of hosts." In those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold out of all languages of the nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, Uh saying, We will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Yes, amen. Amen. So Paul is going to, he he saw what what, what the Jews did, right? And so now he's going to exhort the Gentiles to not fall into the same condemnation. Okay. In other words, the Jews thought they were the only one. Yeah. That they that, that, that was it, and that's. But see now, Paul anticipates the the Gentiles doing the same thing, falling into the same thing that we're we're, we're it. We're the only ones, you know. And look what he says: Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell severity, yeah. but towards thee goodness. Yeah. If yeah. if yeah. thou continue in His goodness. Otherwise, thou shalt also be cut off. Yeah. That, that's the. This is the truth. Yeah. Paul saw this, and he said the tendency for pride to crop up when you see. See, he gave it to us. He promised it to them, but they rejected it. Now it's all ours. No, it's all God's. Yeah. And he gives it to whomsoever he will. Yeah. And so he's he's warning them because see now we know that our in, in the flesh there's always a tendency to be I'm better than you. It doesn't make any difference what you're talking about, you know. I, 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 I can make cabinets better than you can. Well, you know what? So what? I mean, if you get right down to it, we all are basically the same. We, we have, we've been made by God, right? We belong to him. We're going to have to give an answer to him. And so whatever God's put in your hand, you do it heartily as unto the Lord, not as the men. And, and in, in the mix... Have respect for everyone else. I mean, this is... Yeah, he's telling... He, he told them not to boast themselves That's against right. the That's natural right. branches. Uh-huh. Yeah. Amen. That if we, as wild olives, yes. could be could be grafted into mm-hmm. the root, mm-hmm. can't God much more That's graft right. in again the natural branches That's into right. the root? So... Uh-huh. It's it's to see the purpose of God in these things. Yes. Now, under the law, they were the people. That's right. Yep. They were right. They That's were right. the people. Yep. Salvation is of the Jews. Yep. And you had to, I mean, there was provision for people to proselytize. Uh-huh. But if you were going to be a people in yep. the eyes of God, That's right. you had to be... You had to be connected to the Jewish nation. To the yeah. root. That's right. Yeah. That's well, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, really, yeah. Yeah. So, 
but the root yeah. is is that was anticipated. The, uh -huh. the root is always going to be the one that grew out of the dry ground. Mm -hmm. And now, what what is the purpose mm -hmm. of Jew and Gentile? Well, we know that the purpose of the Jews mm -hmm. there there was a manifold purpose to that, but one of the uh, facets of it was a testimony to the world of a living God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The one true living God, not yeah. just another God, the God. Mm -hmm. All right, and now the Gentiles have been given this, this gift of the knowledge of the God in the face of Jesus Christ, the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Why? Well, one of the reasons for that is to make the Jews jealous for what belongs yeah, to them. Yeah, that's right. Yes. It's like they have our stuff. Yeah. They have our God. Yeah. We, mm -hmm. What's this about? I want our God. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. So, so he, he warns them in this text that we're, we're in Romans chapter 11. He says, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou shalt also be cut off. And they also, you see how it, it, for Paul, this is just an absolute natural response of the truth. If, if they abide, and, and they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, right, mm -hmm. shall be grafted in. For God, and this is the crux of the matter, God is able to graft them in again. For if thou were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more? And that remember he started this out by how much more? He's talking, he's showing you how much more it, it's writer, if you want to say use that bad vernacular, it's it 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 makes more sense. Natural. That the natural branch would be able to graft be grafted in rather than some wild one. Yeah, and yet look at God was able to do that. And so he's, he's opening their minds to the, the, this. God's able to do this. In fact, he's purposed to do it. Mm -hmm. And then no one can stop him from doing this. How much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted into your olive tree? No, their own. You're in another nation's olive tree. <laughs> and yet we're right at home there. See, he's made it. God's made us to be able to, to be... Workers together with all the, the nation of Israel, the whole, all the families of the earth. Now look at this. In Genesis 22, I, I wanted to read this at the end because remember we all we started with Abraham. The, the covenant was made with Abraham. And look at how God talked to him right after um, God, remember he took his, God told him, take your son, the one you love, Take him, to, your, uh, yes. take him to a, a place I'll show you later. It's, it was so so similar to when he first called him out of uh, Ur, right? So similar. It's like, you you go. I'm not even going to tell you which mountain. You just go. And and he did. And he went. And and and, and after after the angel said, Abraham, Abraham, and he stopped, and he didn't, and then he, remember he slew the, 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 the ram. ram that was behind him and he offered that as a sacrifice then this is what God says to him by myself have I sworn saith the Lord for because thou hast done this thing 
and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned unto his young men, and they rose up and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. Now see, there's not any way that this can happen, okay? Now, why did God give him that, that it, you might say this is a parting word for Abraham, right? He had been faithful for, what, 25 years waiting, waiting, waiting for this son. And then God tells him, go sacrifice him to me. See, it, God's, God's given us so much. So much revelation in, in the gospel. So much he's, he's imparted to us about his son, about what he's doing. But it's just see, what Abraham was longing for. He says he couldn't find it here. Okay? He, he, he walked around. He says there's more to it than this. That an inheritance that, God, that Abraham was looking for was God. He, he wasn't... He, well, and I... I know it's in Hebrews 11, but they're the exact wording. But see, he looked for a city that had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He wanted God. See, this exposure to God had, 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 had caused him to desire to be with God. Yeah. And, and the same things happened to us. So when God lifts his hand to the Jews and they, they run to him and there's a great revival... None of the people of God are going to be in holding protests. No, this is ours. This is that's not going to happen. They're going to be rejoicing, rejoicing. I'm talking about the real church now. Right. This uh, this is an example, mm -hmm. actually, of the things that are in Scripture mm -hmm. that uh, are at least partially opened up. Mm -hmm. But this whole account here. Uh, really is speaking of Christ. And he said after he Abraham had uh, in his heart he had given mm -hmm. he had given Isaac to, to the That's Lord. That's right. That's right. Amen. He says um, but whenever he says my that, that only yeah, son. Yeah. That's right. All right. Mm-hmm. There were many sons. Abraham had many sons. That's right. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. But God said, the only son, your right. only yep. son. Yep. All right. Now, God has an only That's right. son. Yep. Amen. And by that only uh -huh. son, he has many sons. That's right. Yes. Amen. The, yep. Through adoption. Mm -hmm. And as far as the promise there, you can see that these are the things that God is giving to Christ. That's right. Yes. So, mm -hmm. but those are the type of things that the Jews mm -hmm. are going to be, like their eyes are going to be opened up. And yes. not just this, but in many other mm -hmm. instances where they have studied and, and uh, mm -hmm. been in the scriptures, and all of a sudden they're going to be able to see Jesus. Yes, that's whom right. Once they pierced. Yes, amen. 
And That's right. it's going to open up so Amen. much more. Yes. Amen. And God's going to glorify his name in the the believing Jews mm -hmm. in their in their uh, conversion. Amen. And putting them in the church together Amen. with us. It's going to be life from the dead. Yes. Life from yes. the dead. <laughs> blessed is, he says, I, I won't you won't see me again until you say, Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. And and see they're gonna be in agreement. Why? Because right now, see you, the Gentile church can't boast. They can't. It, it wasn't even their olive tree. This wasn't even something that that originated with them. And yet in the end, he when he's one nation, one one people, and who's gonna be their head? Christ, the one that died for all of them, right? See, he, he's, he, we're going to be, um, in the ages to come, we'll, we'll look back on this time and we'll say, by the grace of God, we were saved. That's how we got in, the same way everybody got in, by the grace of God. He extended grace and, and um, blessed is the ones that receive what God's given Brother Robert, yes. I'm thankful that you uh, taught this lesson. I was, uh, for, uh, I've heard Ezekiel 37 used to talk about how that we were dead in trespasses and sins and made uh -huh. alive, which is true. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I'm glad that, that that passage can be used to illustrate that. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that you pointed out that this is speaking of the Israel, mm -hmm. the nation Israel, and that is being fulfilled. We're still waiting for the life to mm -hmm. come into them. Yeah, there's some Jews who have yes. turned to Christ, uh -huh. but most of them haven't. Yes, and I'm glad that I'm glad you taught this lesson. Yes, Amen, Amen. I'm very thankful myself. <laughs> the Lord is a, it's a good. He's good to them that trust in Him. Any other comments from the brother? Yes, sir, Justin. I, I'm looking forward to entering in. To that yes, when amen. That, when that comes, like Sister June was talking yes, about. Yes, that's so right. We're gonna, yeah, We're going to be able to enter right along in with it. Amen. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I remember something Brother Fred said years ago. He says, when that happens, he says, well, you'll be able to sit right down with those that just came in, and you'll be right up to speed. You'll, you'll be, they'll be asking you questions. Yeah. Well, what? Because, what, see, they won't come in with what know everything just like we didn't come in and know everything okay so see this is, this will be something are you schooled in the word is he got getting you ready for something you'll be you'll be able to bless them you'll be yeah. able to instruct them in areas that and they'll be able to instruct you this is the way the kingdom yeah. of god works so that, that you know I, I don't know if we're going to be alive when this happens I, i'd be thrilling but either way it's going to be thrilling yeah <laughs> you see it from the other side yeah. so yeah god's it's it's a it's a blessing. Yeah, nobody nobody in the heavenly places are bored right now. That's right. What the Lord is doing on the earth. That's right. No. Can we close with a song? Yes. Whenever. Which one? I have a three hundred eight. Three hundred eight. You have a. Oh, you got any books? No, no. I just I was going to offer. Three hundred eight.
the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. yes. Lord, we're thankful that even though they did not believe mm -hmm. and they rejected for a time, we're praying that the time would be and the veil would be taken away and they could see Christ mm -hmm. and then they could see the fulfillment of everything they're, they're studying and reading in the mm -hmm. Old Testament scriptures. Mm -hmm. They could see that it points to Christ and they could have salvation like we do. Amen. And Lord, we're mm -hmm. thankful that you do keep your promises and mm -hmm. that, that you will not cast them off forever. Yes. We're asking tonight that you would keep your promise. Mm -hmm. You made all these promises to them and now it's been opened up to us. Mm -hmm. But we pray that they would once again turn to you mm -hmm. and that all Israel would be saved like it's written in the scripture. Amen. Or we would like more understanding in this, but we just are thankful 
that you've made a way that both Jew and Gentile can be one, that you've taken down the barrier yes. between the two because of Christ and his sacrifice on the cross. His mm -hmm. blood tore down that barrier yes. dividing Jew and Gentile. Mm -hmm. And we're thankful that, that in Christ there is no more Jew nor Gentile. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we ask that you would keep your promises to Israel. And we're thankful that we have the scriptures to record of all the things you've done. And we're, we know that you're going to do great things for them again. Mm -hmm. And we pray that we might have a hand in also witnessing first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Mm -hmm. We're thankful for your, the gospel of salvation in Christ mm -hmm. as to the Jew first and then to the Gentiles. We're asking that we could be bold witnesses mm -hmm. everywhere we go to whoever we meet. Yeah. And we thank you for this uh, lesson and we pray that we can have more understanding of this. Mm -hmm. And we, are, we have a renewed desire to serve you. And thank you for the encouragement of the scriptures. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.